Hello. Hey. Good evening. Good evening. Hey. How you doing? Hey, everybody. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Another night Hi, of couch Riley. conversation. You sound like it's so good. Scared. I do. I sound yeah. enthused. You said this is good. Here we are. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Couch Conversation. Oh, it's been a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes since I've not been here, and um, he's already starting. He Eric, missed you. If you say so. You know what? We can't act like that tonight because we yeah. have the, the, the. That's the, right. That's right. <laughs> she said, mm-mm. That is right. That's my mom. The only. mother of the bishops. That's, that's my mom. All right. Not that's my mom. Okay. That's my Not mom. here, baby. You're going too far back. Okay. How, what you know about that? I know that show. You know that show? I'm from down south. Oh, okay. That's how we watched. <laughs> What's happening? That's my mom. Okay. But we're going to stay focused. Please. Erica, go ahead. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Couch Conversations with Bishop G. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know nice. that took a lot out of me. Yes, it took a lot. It right. was very hard. I really wanted to say what Something I call nice. you, but right. neither here nor there. So uh, every <laughs> first and third Thursday, you can catch us here on Couch Conversations. And tonight, we're not on the couch. We decided to do a roundtable because Mother's Day is coming up, Mother's right? Day and so, uh, happy Mother's Day to every mother. Yep. Um, we appreciate you all. We love you all. And so tonight, we wanted to have the mother of the good bishop. Thank you for calling the me one the good bishop. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. Every time it's a stress we, we of it all. Try, we, just, we just try to do so good, y'all. Like we really try to do so well. Okay, keep going. We keep try going. to prep right. him for good. every episode and everything. Good. Here we go. All right. So tonight we have the one and only Lady Deborah Dennis. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for joining us, Lady D. I'm glad to be here. My first name is not Lady. <laughs> I got it honestly. I, <laughs> I got it honestly. Listen. Ooh, what would you like for us to call you tonight? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Deborah Dennis. Thank Is you. That? Yeah. Also, and better known as <laughs> to us, right? To me and Neil as Lady D. Lady D. Yeah. I'm just trying to make it a level playing field. I appreciate it. That's my mom. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the, it, it flows it from the hand down. <laughs> those Dennises, I'm trying to tell y'all. Archbishop says those Dennises, definitely, it, it flows, flows from every, everyone. So is this what we got got to look forward to forward to tonight? This. Um, can we have prayer first or something like that? I mean, but this is a religious. I mean, we we saints. I mean, um, or is that um, Listen, you are a mother, and we can. <laughs> and the saints are excited platform. to see you. Let's they go. Are, and they, see um, that they love. Well, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so very much for this day. For this is the day that you've made, and we are rejoicing, and we're glad in it. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. And God, we even thank you for the ability to be able uh, to express our love that we have in this conversation. Uh, with one another and also with those who are not physically here with us but who have joined us 
um, through uh, social media. And we're so grateful to you. We thank you for the plan that you have for our lives. And we pray that this uh, session will be a blessing to the listeners and to the panelists as well. In Jesus' name, everybody say, Amen. 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 Very good. <laughs> Just like a mother. I love it. That's right. Come in and set, set the order. tone and set, set order. There's nothing wrong with that. So thank y'all for joining us. Please like and share. Share this episode tonight. I believe it's going to be a good conversation. Um, we will be, of course, loving on mothers and finding out some information about the man of God tonight, hopefully. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that people want to know. Um, hey, hey, Darian Dennis, you were also <laughs> supposed to be here tonight, but that's also another conversation for another time. Um, so please share this video, and if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to drop that in the comment box. So, Bishop. Yes. Have you had a good week so far? I've had a great week so far. It's been okay. a busy week, but it's been a very productive week. Um, there's a whole lot that's going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like God is um, God is revealing to us how the church should be impacting the world and the culture. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, and I want us all not to ever be in a place where we are so concerned about what's happening in the world that we forget that before there can be a manifestation of healing, there must be a manifestation of sickness. Before mm-hmm. there's a manifestation of power, there may be the necessary manifestation of devastation. Mm-hmm. And that there are some precursors for that which reveals the glorious power of Jesus Christ. So you don't allow the precursors to cause you to be um, paralyzed so then you cannot be used so um, I'm excited about the season that we're in um, and I'm, I'm anticipating some great great things and everybody should be in a place of anticipation um, especially when you've been in the midst of a pandemic you ought to be in a, in a place of anticipation because of those things yeah. can I say something Absolutely. Um, the word pandemic mm-hmm. made, nobody has on masks Did, are, are you are each of you, have you gotten your vaccinations or should I go upstairs and get a mask? I'm vaccinated. Fully. We're good. I'm yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. Sure, yeah. because we're kind of close and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want the audience to think that we're breaking the rules. That's good. Okay. That's right. Exactly. I'm vaccinated. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, Continue. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, think the, um, so I right. think that, that that's just really where we need to make sure that we are um, is where we're, we're in a place where we really understand. But tonight, we're going to really talk about mothers, right? So this is our Mother's Day special, and I'm glad to have uh, my mother on with us tonight. Um, and, uh, and I hope it doesn't sound like gloom and doom, but it's, it's just a reality, is that this uh, last year I lost my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we need to make sure... Uh, that we're doing everything that we can to appreciate our family. Yeah, you know there yeah. there are uh, we've been brought through a particular family, and everybody's family does not always look alike. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you believe, if you're a believer, then you know that your steps have been ordered. And so, if your mother is not a Deborah Dennis, uh, but your mother is a Betty Robinson, or your mother is a Cloretta. 
or Henrietta or whoever they are, um, then that may be what was needed for your life to be who God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, don't allow um, don't allow some things to divide um, your family. What God has put together, let no man put the set. Put, put, put asunder, right? So what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. We normally, of course, equate that only to a marriage, mm -hmm. but I believe we could also put that into our family relationship because I did not come through the loins of a Deborah Dennis, but by God. Exactly. So God exactly. put that together. There's, there's no man who put that together. So if God put that together, then let no man put that asunder. And that man could be me, it could be my mother, it could be my brothers, I have two brothers. Um, and then of course we have a lot of people who we call um, our sisters, because we didn't have any sisters, so we have a lot of people who we call kind of sisters, but we don't allow anyone to, to put that asunder because God is the one who actually put that relationship together. And there's a lot that comes from those type of relationships, so. So yeah, so that was how, that's how my week is. <laughs> so answer your question, how was your week? So before you get into the meat of what you're going to talk about, okay. First of all, Lady Deborah, how was your week? Because I don't think we asked, and we have years of guests. My week is very uh, productive. Um, you know, I have um, on the top floor. I had extra space in my house, which we converted to an office for me, which eventually became a junk room. <laughs> so, so we were able um, on this week to clean out the junk oh, room. Oh, did you? Yes, and a piece that I ordered came in and I was upstairs putting that together. Um, I had a good day. I was also, um, you all may not know it, but I'm a student in DLU. And um, so I was also listening to some of the recordings and studying some of my work. So I've had a pretty productive day today. That's awesome. It's been really good. Hey. You didn't ask me to help you with anything? Like I don't want to cheat. What? I'm talking about not, not DLU. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> DLU. I'm talking about your um, the office, putting, putting some things together um, in the space. You all can certainly help me as soon as this is over because <laughs> I do have a couple of pieces that I need some extra hands on. Some hands on? Mm -hmm. We got it. So we got it. Yep. Thank you. Come on. Yeah. Oh, so I can leave now. Got my help? <laughs> <laughs> Lady V, I have a question. Sure. Do you, when it comes to like Mother's Day and things of that sort, do you like to like take a couple of days to yourself or do, would you prefer to be around your children and your grandchildren or is it kind of like a, I mean, I know that Mother's Day is typically only one day, but I feel like when you're a mother, Mother's Day is every day, mm -hmm. right? But when it comes to this holiday, this national holiday, do you like to, leading up to it, do you like to do things just for yourself or would you prefer to be with your boys and your grandbabies or how do you like to do that? Well, um, my family dynamic is, is, may not be the norm, mm -hmm. but I spend a lot of time with my family. Okay. So Mother's Day is not that special for me because my family is always supporting, supportive, mm -hmm. loving, mm -hmm. there, telephone calls, those types of things, text messages. We actually, we have family text messages mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we cut up in those and, mm -hmm. you know, and then we're going to pray for one another for certain <laughs> things, those types of things. So it's a little different for me. Okay. So Mother's Day 
if nobody uh, called me or gave me a card in my family uh, to say Happy Mother's Day, I wouldn't have a problem with it because I know they love me. We're, I mean, we're just that close. That's awesome. Nice. That's, that's awesome? amazing. Yeah. I think that's really good to hear because I think that for a lot of children or especially like, let me say for my generation or millennials, we are, I was just speaking with some of my friends this week and we were kind of trying to figure out like, well, what you getting for your, what you getting your mother and what you're getting your mother. And we all kind of like, we don't know. Right. But I think it's because some parents or some mothers are kind of like, well, you got to give me something or I need to be acknowledged or I need to be, I need to have a card or I need to have something. Mm -hmm. And so for the child or the children, we're kind of like, antsy like well I don't know what to do but I know that my mother has to have have something so I think that it's pretty refreshing to hear you say like you're okay either way um, yeah but I'm not speaking for the rest of them no 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 I know you're not speaking uh, but just that's just really good to kind of hear that that's not a big I mean not that it's not a big deal but it's just that you're showing you're being shown love all the time, so it's not just this one day out of the uh, yeah, year. I think that's that's probably part of the point that, and and I don't want to speak for mom, but but is that if you really do things throughout the year, then you don't have to necessarily make special efforts on special on particular days. Um, and growing up in the house, um, it's so funny because. I didn't feel like we did birthdays as a big, big, big deal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, some people do birthdays and, you know, it's like invite the whole community over. Um, and we didn't have those type of birthday parties even and stuff like that when we were growing up. There was no, you know, uh, 16 boy bash or, or anything like that. Or, uh, But we always, we the love and the, the family dynamic from a little child was always there. I'm, I've been teased about being, you know, the, the kid who can remember things when he was real super young. Um, and, and I can, but you remember things that are impressionable. Um, so I remember, um, you know, the, the joy that we had. I remember, I, re I, can, I don't even know, if my, I don't know the name of the street. My mother and dad probably would. Uh, but I remember, uh, you know, how they would care for me and how they would watch over me so much. So even when I got a piece of ice stuck in my throat oh. that I was swallowing that my mother, she's like, mm, I don't remember. That's what she's, she's thinking right now. She's thinking, I do not remember this. Here you go with one of his stories. Um, but we were in, we were, we were living in um, an apartment that was like the townhouse light and, um, and they brought me downstairs and the ice was stuck and then they took me over and they made me drink hot water um, and Deacon Boone was actually there at the house that day. Mm. Um, so I just, I remember how, it's so funny, right? And I must have been, I wasn't even school age. I wasn't okay. in kindergarten yet. Oh. Um, but I remember um, how they were so alert and grabbing. Greg, you're going to be all right. And, da, 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 da. and like, oh, it's like my family's making a fuss over me. And it plays something in my heart. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a scarring. It was that joy of that family dynamic. And that type of um, experience has been one that has been lifelong. Now, I'm not saying I've never been hurt by my, my parents or anything like that, never been, or that I've never done anything wrong. I'm sure somewhere in my 49 years, I may have done Whoa. one or two things wrong. Um, 
I'm just, just saying. One two. <laughs> just, just one or two is a 49 I'm, years Let's talk life. about that, actually. Please, <laughs> you want to know the one or two? We just want to know how was Bishop as a as a child? Were you a little bit mischievous, always up to something? He wasn't like that. He was a crybaby. Oh, he was very emotional, very very sensitive. Okay, and so you see that now, even when he's preaching or ministering, he still has that. Yes, yes, Uh, yeah. He was also the type of kid who. I think we were at uh, convocation mm-hmm. or either, I don't know, I think it was, anyway, it was a district meeting. And um, you had to go to the restroom, so I let you go into the restroom. I stood outside, mm-hmm. and you had a conversation oh. with a senior elder, um, uh, a pastor. He had, a, I mean, he really had a, 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 that's right, Elder Chambers. <laughs> he had, a, a, I mean, an intelligent conversation. Wow. How old were you? I think you, 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 you weren't that old. Maybe six? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, five or six okay. years old. And um, <laughs> just talking. Called <laughs> from the womb. Yeah, but the, but the amazing thing about it, I think it's all this Ralph Dennis thing going on because it, it wasn't just him. Uh, Reginald and Darian literally had no problem as children um, having intelligent conversations with adults, I know it's, it's not. It certainly didn't come from me. I mean, just being honest, it certainly did not come to me. Because if someone who was, um, who I assumed was greater than me, if they came up and said, "Hi, how are you doing? How was your day?" and they tried to have a conversation, I would be like, "Huh?" I mean, as a child, I would, you know. So certainly didn't come from me. But I think it speaks to. Um, I know we're talking about about mothers, but I guess I'm bringing fathers in there too. Um, the 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 parents, mm-hmm. the the destiny, mm-hmm. um, what the parent you were here on earth mm-hmm. to produce this mm-hmm. to give him glory, right. you know. Right. And so it starts from the time our children are just like itty bitty babies. It really does. So, so oh, can I? And I know you have, have a thought on, on then, like, train up a child, like the scripture mm-hmm. that we normally talk about, train up a child and where they should go. How do you see that passage of scripture? And how, how, how does it, how, does, how, how do you see it needing to impact how we raise our kids? Like, are we training up our child to be preachers? Or are we exact, to be- that's exactly it. I believe that um, the, the child's, um, the way they play their games, Mm-hmm. the conversations that they have, mm-hmm. the things that they are interested in, all points to who they are to be. Mm-hmm. And I use that B, a capital B and a capital E. Uh, who they are to be in the earth, who are they, their purpose and destiny. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, and I believe parents do see it. Okay. Um, what I believe, though, is that as parents, we have not been trained or we have no example um, it's not vocalized, it's not common among us mm-hmm. to talk about my child is a this. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they do this and they do that, and, and I know this is what, why they're on the, here on this earth. Now, of course, nowadays there are more parents who talk about that. Sure, but sure. back in my day, you know, they just say that, you know, there was no talk about it. Uh, and I believe it's very, very important, not only for parents uh, to be able to say who their child be, but also for the church mm-hmm. 
Give mm-hmm. space for the children, mm-hmm. for the babies mm-hmm. to be, and, and you know, don't critique them. If you, you know, if anything, that critique should come from loving, massaging hands, mm-hmm. not from, that wasn't right what you did, you know, because that's discouraging and it's embarrassing mm-hmm. to kids, you know. Okay, let me be quiet. Oh, that's good. Good. That's good. That's good. we can really enjoy I'm, that. I'm yeah. so I think yeah. I want to know, like, how did you, how do you feel that you, as a parent, you as well as um, Archbishop, how did you all, um, massage mm-hmm. their yeah. purpose as yeah. children? Like, was it kind of a, did you want to, so like Bishop grew to be a bishop, but I know that not necessarily, <laughs> I mean, a he's bishop. a bishop now, but I'm saying like, I know that growing up, he wasn't, well, I don't know, maybe he might've been at home preaching or something like that, he but how did you kind of put him in that forefront or how did you Can all I, uh, that? I'm going to use Darian as an example. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you. When Darian was somewhere between, I think he was about eight years old, so somewhere like around seven, eight years old, Darian came downstairs with a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and said, Mommy, look, I wrote a song. Wow. He literally wrote a song, and I knew, I know the word angels, I don't don't remember the words. Of course, um, I made the mistake. of giving my three sons uh, all of the things that I saved for them from the time they were like in kindergarten, really young, and none of them have, they don't have those. But the actual paper, I held on to it, the actual paper that he wrote the song, and it was about angels. Mm -hmm. And so to this day, we would get in the car, all of us, Mm -hmm. we would get in the car, drive when we... Chevy Love. (laughs) Is that what it was? The I'm Chevy not Love. in the car, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was Chevy Love pickup. Um, pickup? <laughs> yeah. Me and you, I'm talking about me, you, and Darian, when you would go to work and we would sing. Is that what you're talking about? Well, anything, at any point, yeah. we would sing. We, yeah. used, we always sang in the car. Yes. We always very, very, very musical. <clears throat> yes, and we so, are. And we would sing parts. We would sing parts. And what and was we your did, part? Because he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> he's ready. ready. He's just so ready. terrible. He's <laughs> so terrible. What was your part? What was your part? Give him a mic and an amp. Bishop was, was ready <laughs> to plug up the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but terrible. it was really good. Normally, I did the soprano part, and then the boys would share between the uh, the two lower parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it just worked out. That's what, that's what we did. That's probably why he knows so many hymns. Mm. You know? But... Indeed. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even so, even outside of church, you all were just kind of encouraging them to find their paths, even as children, or just massaging what it was that they like to do. Because I know um, Bishop G talks often about how he was into insurance at one point in time, like he worked for an insurance agency. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, because I think now, like parents, as you stated earlier, they do kind of embrace the different avenues that children go into. Some children, of course, play sports. Mm-hmm. Some children don't play sports at all, but then they may be musically inclined or mm-hmm. they may like to read or they may like to talk to adults at, at six years <laughs> old or something like that and just knowing that that's sort of what they will do. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, was it was there any like method that you all use as like parents just kind of encouraging them to... There was no method. Okay. Um, to my knowledge, my husband may have had examples, but I had no examples. There was no paradigm. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, we may not have even said he's going to be this mm-hmm. when he grows up. 
but we saw the signs and we encouraged the signs that we saw without giving it um, the end product mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. what this will result in. Mm -hmm. So we didn't do that. Okay. We, I had no pattern mm -hmm. for okay. this, for that. Mm -hmm. So now if, if, if I, if I knew then mm -hmm. what I know now, mm -hmm. I would have an actual process mm -hmm. to follow and timeline to go with it, uh, to, a, to be able to, um, train up the child in the way that they should go. Because when they're old, they will not depart from it. So nowadays we have children um, of, of parents, children um, who have parents who did not influence them. And so their next door neighbor's the one or their classmate mm -hmm. is the one that's influencing mm -hmm. them. And I believe that that's why um, we are experiencing in our country so much hatred mm -hmm. and so much crime. Um, is because, well, I know some of the influence, when I think about it, some of it had to come from huh, some sure. of the parents. I won't, mm -hmm. I won't identify a particular right, right, right. sect of people, mm -hmm. but, um, but clearly right. that is. But, but I do believe that um, with the knowledge that we have today and mm -hmm. today, we know that we've got to. We've got to be mothering Mm -hmm. We've got to be mothering, not mm -hmm. just the parent, but we, we, we have to be fathering. Um, it, it's just, it's key. It's key. Yeah. That's good. No. Kind of mm -hmm. speaks to, uh, I know we, we referenced the scripture, but it's one of the oldest debates in psychology, the okay. nature versus uh, nurture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it really speaks to that. So for anyone who might be watching, <clears throat> excuse me that may not be scripturally inclined to understand what we're saying. The flip side of that is that you see it in science. Mm -hmm. It's right. something that you were taught or a debate that you right. are taught in science. And people see it from different perspectives, but from what Lady D is sharing with us, it is important that the child be nurtured. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Even mm -hmm. though if they came up in a certain um, uh, environment, yeah. that yeah. can change by way of you know nurturing or mothering or fathering. Exactly. It's a, for us, for my household, um, because of course my child, my children are adopted, mm -hmm. and so we see that clearly the nature versus the nurture, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think to what mom is talking about is that we still see we, I believe we try to and scientifically we try to divide it as exactly. as if it's one or the other, right? Right. Where I believe what it ought to be is that you nurture what is natured. Mm. Mm. Right is so there is something that is intrinsic about mm -hmm. that child. Yes. Nurture that yes. Mm -hmm. yes. and help them become that. Um, and and then you you know what to what to you know get rid of. I mean, I was talking to my son today, and he said something to me about uh, a bad thought he had. He's you know I had this bad thought, and so I, I pressed him, I pressed him until he told me what the bad thought was. And when he said it, I almost fell out my chair. I was like, oh my goodness, where did you get the fuck from? <laughs> I was like, why would you think that? Um, but at the same time, now I know of how my nurturing, because of the nature, must be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I know some things that I have to do. I think with, um, I think part of what, what my parents did with me, I watched Devin Franklin today. I think that's his name. Um, Megan Goods, Devon, Devon. Mm -hmm. I always mix it up like that. <laughs> Devin, Devon, um, Franklin, and he was uh, talking about today how. Um, and of course, he pre-recorded it, but he was talking about how 
he's talking about to Dr. Oz and how you need to understand and appreciate the journey. And so that whole nurture uh, piece becomes part of the journey. Yes, sir. And what he said to Dr. Oz was that, Dr. Oz, you have no control over how many people who watch your show. Mm -hmm. Your responsibility is to make sure your production is good, mm -hmm. is to make sure that your advertisers are lined up, is to make sure that your cameramen have the right angles, is to, is to do those type of things. And then the end result comes because of what you did in the process. And I think that's the same thing when it's train up a child that's good. in a way that's that they good. should go, is that you're doing all of that middle work mm -hmm. so that the end can be. You can't, if my parents came to me at 16 and said, Greg, you're going to pastor this church and you're going to be a bishop. Please, are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Um, but if you put in me some things, mm. if you give me some qualities, if you teach me some lessons, mm -hmm. if the values that you give me are values that align with the direction that I'm going, right. then that's the place that I end up. So That's good. You know, one of the things that you said that I really like is the fact that your son was felt safe enough to share with you, I thought something or dreamed something, however you said mm -hmm. it, that was bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many children would really literally say that or have the freedom to say mm -hmm. that and not feel like they're going to be attacked okay. by their parents? So it's good that that open communication is very, very key. That way, when negative things are going on, somebody's bullying them, somebody's molesting them, or whatever it could be, they are free and comfortable to come home and share with you their experiences, what happened, without being rebuked for it. Mm -hmm. So what do you say, and, and this could be the <clears throat> social worker, Erica, that's coming out now a little bit. What do you say, Lady D, because I heard you say earlier about not, um, some people didn't have that blueprint, right, mm -hmm. of how to be a mother or how to be a father. So what do you say to those parents or those mothers who weren't raised that way, where it's kind of like, um, and we've talked about this before, Bishop, on the couch of how uh, sometimes our families are like, you know, we, when we think about like therapy or stuff like that, and we're kind of like, you know, some of our families are like, no to therapy mm -hmm. and what happens in our house stays in our house, mm -hmm. right? And so, and some of our, some parents are old school and it's kind of like, you don't come and talk to me about that, right? Or mm -hmm. certain things that you don't come or address your parents with or feel comfortable enough to say in that. So if you have that parent who is kind of like, well, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to... All I got to do is make sure these kids are fed, mm -hmm. clothed, they go to school, and that's that. All the extra of the conversations or them coming to me to talk to me about anything, I don't really know how to do that yeah. or how to accept that type of thing. Space. Is there, right, or I don't know how to create that space. So mm -hmm. is there like something that you would say to that parent to encourage that? Because I think that that's also, that's really a thing. Like mm -hmm. some people just don't know. Um, some parents don't know how to do that because they weren't raised that way or they were just raised with this laser focus and I'm just, you know, this is all I have to do as a parent. But I think that with all of the things that are going on now, right, and things are ever changing and things aren't the way that they were before, um, 
how do you just encourage parents to have that open space? Because mm-hmm. I think that it's very necessary. Absolutely. Um, but then some people just weren't taught that. Right, right. right. Well, um, I tell you, my mother, t- my, my father wasn't involved in the, that part. He was just mm-hmm. the provider. Mm-hmm. But um, my mother t- didn't teach us everything that we could have been taught. Okay. So her generation, the main thing, it was about church and school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about college mm-hmm. or anything be- beyond um, getting your high school diploma mm-hmm. um, so much. I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about my household, my cousins, mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. I went to church with. Right. Outside of that circle, it may have been different. Now, my mother, if she was living today, she would be 99 years old, right? 98. 98. If yeah, because Uncle Miller would have been 100, right? Okay. Okay. Old. Well, 98, 99. Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around it. Yeah, 98. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> um, so you can imagine mm-hmm. what, you know, just get food on the table. Right. You know, we got these low paying jobs. You know, we're doing the best we can just to feed these children and to clothe these children. Right. And we go to church because we just trust God. That's our release. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of that, it was just, you know, go to school, go to school and get your your high school diploma. That's what we are encouraged to do. And I think each of us did a little bit of of college. Well, I'm not going to that. Um, But anyway, because I don't know, some of them might have degrees. I don't know. Um, But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that uh, the generations have changed um, drastically. And what I believe parents today can do first of all is just check out social media on uh, television and you can see how some parents how some parents are saying that my child is this or the child is saying it um, as an adult you know my mother um, made sure I did this this and that's why I'm this mm-hmm. and um, and I've had people in church to say oh she is she is she loves to read she loves to read and she teaches her doll babies that's enough right there to say, okay, mm-hmm. this child is going to be mm-hmm. some type of a leader, instructor, or, you know, whether it's in mm-hmm. secular or whatever. And I would encourage any parent who's not doing that now to please start with your child as young so they can have the confidence in themselves. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. not be ashamed. And if they make a mistake, say, oops, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, as parents, we're so hard on the children. They don't know. They don't know how to live. They, I mean, they're learning. And, of course, they're going to be inquisitive. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to try. They're going to try to get away with things that they know you said no. But you can't kill them for it. I don't mean literally kill. Mm-hmm. But you can't just, just destroy them for those things. Yeah. You have to tell them, didn't I tell you? You got one more time. And the punishment has to be maybe a little more severe each time. And I'm not yeah. saying kill the child, whip them. I'm not saying that. But some things that you may have to hold back that you know is very, very dear to them you know you will not be going to your friend's house to um this weekend because um so i just encourage parents and i think a lot of them are doing it now they are identifying their children's purpose their destiny their gifts and their talents and their plan is to really further them in those areas now maybe i also include teach your children how to save money and not spend it sneakers and and all these designer clothes is is not the key to success that's good that's That's really good that's that wisdom we was looking for on this on this episode now i will i don't know if you guys saw the 
uh, Walter, if you can put the last comment that was up, I think it was, uh, first name was Kenneth. Yeah, so I think uh, he wanted to go back to something, but I think it's all, we're kind of keeping along those same lines of development. Creating that safe, safe space has mm -hmm. a lot to do with the development as well. But I think, Bishop, he wanted you to speak a little bit more on the whole nurturing aspect mm -hmm. of what you were talking about, of what's in the heart. But um, I think we are keeping in that same, you know, focus with what Lady G was just saying and what Erica was sharing. But I don't know if you wanted yeah. to give a little bit more on that. Well, I, I, <clears throat> of course, almost uh, with uh, Ken would, would invite, you know, a little bit more about what he may be looking for. Um, so I can answer, make sure whatever he's, um, mm -hmm. whatever need he has is being addressed or, or whatever he would like to have spoken to is being, um, we, we can hear it and speak to that. Uh, <clears throat> but I will say that um, I'll, now I'll go to the text, right? Shoot. <clears throat> is um, there's not a lot that's spoken about, about Moses' mother, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jacobet. And what she was, was she was a woman who had wisdom enough to put her son move him from one risky situation it's very good to the next risky situation very good for his future mm -hmm. and that's part of what happens with my mom's heart and with mm -hmm. mother's hearts who see their child with love and know how to nurture that um moses is and just i don't want to get too preachery but moses is living in a season where Sons are being killed mm -hmm. and they're being killed right out of the womb. The instruction is, is that if um, if one of these Hebrew ladies are having a child while they're in the midst of labor, snatch the child and just kill it. If it's a male, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Moses escapes that. I don't get too preacher. I get happy about that text because there's a whole lot that happens with midwives who are hearing God even during that time mm -hmm. and they won't do what they've been commanded mm -hmm. to do because they're more afraid. And this is another word. They're more afraid of God than they are the system. Mm -hmm. And a That's lot of us right now feel like we've got to agree with the system and what the culture is saying yeah. than what we know. So, um, and that becomes, I'm going to get really controversial right now, um, for at least for the general public, but, not so much the church, because that's where if we give into the culture, we will tell our children that they can decide what gender they want to be later on in life. Mm -hmm. That's culture talk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but somewhere along the line, somebody has to have more fear of God mm -hmm. than they do of the culture. Absolutely. And they say, regardless of what the culture is saying, you were born with this, mm -hmm. and so you're that. Mm -hmm. yep. And if you don't feel like you're that, who told you that that doesn't feel the way you're feeling? Right. That's a whole nother discussion for another day. <laughs> How can you tell me that you don't feel like you're a man if you don't know what other men feel like? Right. So, but that's a, <clears throat> that's a whole nother nurturing <laughs> subject for another day. That's good. So, you've got to, we have to... Um, nurture them in in a way and, and what what Moses's mom does is she says um, they're either going to kill him so I'll put him in a riskier situation she puts him in a situation that is more risky than hiding him alone 
because she realizes that she can no longer do what she's already done. Boy, I feel like preaching. And so, no. <laughs> and so since she can't do what she's all, any longer, what she's already done, she's willing to take the next step to secure his future. And that is she puts him in the presence of somebody who she believes may have the same values that she has. She doesn't put him near Pharaoh, but she makes sure that he's in eyeshot of Pharaoh's daughter. Because as a female to a female, I got a feeling she will pick up on the sensitivities of what is at risk in this child and be able to see in this child what I see. And then has the gall to be close enough and far enough away that when the sister says, do will you need someone? Do you want me to get someone that will nurture or feed this child? She says, yes, because I know I can't do it. Well, go get his mom. Yeah. And so mama is still there. Mm -hmm. So if everybody believes that Moses, oh God, if, if you believe that Moses is Moses because he was raised in Pharaoh's house, you are neglecting his mother mm. who stayed with him when he first got there. She was, she was not in, not only do we not talk about her doing the job, but she remained with him until he got weaned. She was there. So she was there until he was able to do things that she had taught. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and I think so as we consider Mother's Day, that we've got to consider things like this. And nobody's talking about, you know, people like her in scripture. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because when you say her name, most of us, and I, I know, uh, I was talking with Tanya before I, I came out and Tanya was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was asking what we were going to talk about tonight. And, but most people you say the name, it's like, who, who, you mean Jeroboam? No, not Jeroboam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that's, but that's, that's cause that's how little, yeah. and, and, but, but we can't forget that the Bible is written in patriarchy, mm -hmm. that it comes from a male perspective, a male point of view. And so the emphasis of a lot, what's a lot of what's being communicated is not so much of what uh, the mother did. It's about what Pharaoh did. Mm. And we can, and if we miss, we, so we miss, oh God help us. We miss what was happening behind closed doors to nurture the leader that you now experience. So, and I think it came from his mother. That's my mom. And we can't leave fathers out. So, so fathers who are watching or who may watch later, please understand you, your, role, your role is crucial Absolutely. in um, your child being developed to the point where their purpose and destiny that God has ordained for them in the earth is fulfilled. It's very important. Fathers, fathers. Where are the fathers? Mm. Where are the fathers? Mm. Ah. They work very hard. Mm -hmm. They're working. They're, they're working, but they still have to make sure that they are helping to nurture, uh, establishing the rules, being the example of who is the head of the home. And the list just goes on and on. Um, I, I, you know, sometimes I see with, you know, the mother's doing everything. She, she's working, she's cooking, she's cleaning. Um, she's telling the sons what to do, the daughters what to do. And you know, all of that. And, and daddy is somewhere working three, four, five jobs. Sometimes mm -hmm. the money is not worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. The money. Sometimes the money is not wow. worth your child's destiny wow. or your child's failure wow. in life. Okay. Uh, Marie said they need to know who they are. Yeah. They yeah. need to know who they are so that they can be. Yes. Yeah. They really yeah. do. Yeah. And they have to know that as parents that um, thinking about what Lady D just said about the, sometimes the money isn't um, that important, but it's more so your presence, mm-hmm. right? So if I know that I'm, if I know what I am, or I'm coming to my parent and I'm saying that this is what I believe that I want to do, but it's important for as a child to know that my parents, both of them, have my back. I have their support. They're invested mm-hmm. in what it is that I said, or they're invested in my idea. They're invested to try to do whatever he can do, whatever she can do to make sure um, to see to it that it gets done. So I think that that's also important. And I think just thinking also, just thinking about fathers, the importance of them being there. But I think that even if we think about those fathers, it's important that their mother encourages them even as a child right to be that father that goes back to that nurturing thing so that the father can know that your role is important you are the head of the household right you are um children look so much look up to their father so much even girls girls and and young boys Mm -hmm. look up to their fathers and want to (laughs) talk right and want to (laughs) want to um have that support of both parents of that father to lead them because it's essential Absolutely. at the end of the day. That is, you know, I think that one of the things that we have in our culture today, right. family doesn't look like, always look like what it has in times past, mm-hmm. right? Um, in that the family, you know, there are a lot of parents out here who, um, you know, maybe dad's gone on to be with the Lord, maybe dad's in the system, Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mom's gone on to be with the Lord. Maybe mom's in the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've got we have so many different um, constructs Absolutely. of family today. Mm-hmm. But what I think we can't do, thank you, Archbishop, is we mm-hmm. can't miss the value that both parents bring in the life of their child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you know I'm a big uh, proponent of. Um, you know, I've got nieces and nephews and um, sister-in-laws and all this stuff. And, and, and I'm a big proponent of, no, regardless of what happens in the household, don't let the children be impacted Absolutely. in that negative way. Absolutely. Let them still see, for their own sakes, the care, the attention, the love, the commitment. Yeah. And... And I think because those things bring value that is greater than what most of us probably imagine. Um, we did years ago, um, Neil, you know it because you've picked up on some of the work, but years ago, the Lord led us in Baltimore City, repping my Baltimore right now, uh, the Lord led us to do something called transformment. Yeah. Uh, spelled T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M-E-N, trans, meaning transformation, move, change, for men Mm -hmm. Um, and part of the objective was to encourage men to get back in the life of their families Uh, regardless of whether if if you were separated divorced never married whether you had one child or whether you had 13 and seven of them you weren't sure about whatever the case um, is that those type of uh, because Adam and Eve right Mm -hmm. is that 
just so, so I keep this the scripture in here, right? Is that a lot of us think that Adam comes or Eve comes into existence solely because um, Adam was lonely. You know, it's not good for man to be alone. Um, and so here comes Eve. But what she brings is not just simply that ability to call him to have companionship, but she brings that ability for what is missing in his life mm -hmm. to be now um, manifested. And I think that that's the part, and so I'll say that again, what is missing becomes manifested. Not just, it's not, so it's not about loneliness. It's not about, oh, I don't have a companionship. It is about as a family unit, there's something missing if it's just yeah. the man by himself. Mm -hmm. And so God says you need woman yeah. because she manifests what you miss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like, you know, the, the, the old um, stereotype, if you would, of, um, of the man who's driving the car, right? Um, and then, you know, and we're trying to get to the destination, especially pre-GPS, um, right? Mm -hmm. And I used to have a map on the back seat of my car but I know some streets that I'm going to. And uh, Tanya wants to say, well, won't you just pull over and just ask this person right here, mm -hmm. they live here. And I'm, no, I got it. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get there, you know? And about the third time that we see the gas station that I said we got, then I decided to pull over. Right. Mm -hmm. But she brings to the table, um, mothers bring to the table, something that men cannot provide. I'm going to say good. that again. Very good. There is something that a mother brings to the table that a father and a man cannot provide. And I know that we're in a place where we have uh, same-sex marriage. It's been legalized in our, our United States. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, uh, but I'm still going to say that there are some things that if you are two men that a woman brings to that to a family unit that two men cannot provide. If you're two women, there's something that a man brings to the table that two women cannot provide. And I'm not talking about, you can do stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about that emotional deposit, that support, that yeah. God-given peace mm -hmm. uh, that comes through. Um, and that's, that's my belief. And, you know, I, I know that even saying part of that, because I do a whole lot of work, I know I'll be criticized in some circles, but what I believe is true is what I believe is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> so this conversation has gone full circle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Full circle. Full circle. So um, I want to close out, but I want to make sure that we're not missing anything more from our guests. <laughs> there is one thing I would like to say to, to parents. Um, do not overprotect your child from life's mm -hmm. real experiences. Wow. Um, Failures that as a parent you've had, you know, you're full of the Holy Ghost. We all are full of the Holy Ghost. Um, but we don't always listen to him. That's right. Um, and, and, and I think we need to share our stories. Even the, the stories that we know of, um, of our parents and our grandparents and, and our aunts and uncles. Because I believe that there are demons that have been assigned mm. to families. Uh, um, and um, with love for whatever that negative trait is within yes. the history of the family to remain there. Um, so 
don't be um, ashamed. Of course, you got to be led of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But share your mistakes. Share your errors that you've made and make it a testimony of how God brought you through so that your children and your children's children um, can use that as um, the foundation for them to stand on or, or, or the story to believe, the, the experience rather, to believe that if it happened for her, wow. it can happen for me. I might be in this place right now, but I bind. You know, don't forget prayer and, and use death and life in the power of your tongue. Use the power of your words to cause the demon to flee and never come back again. Um, but I believe that there are demons that have been assigned to families. And uh, we can look at our family history and we're like, oh my gosh, I went all the way back to 1918. Um, you know, on my uh, mother's side and a little bit later on my father's side. I said, oh, no wonder. Mm -hmm. That's why we... <laughs> so we got all this. That's, that's what's wrong with us. I'm, okay. I'm glad that you that you defined it, Lady D, as as um, the spiritual warfare or these demonic uh, beings that have been assigned to families, because what we unfortunately have misconstrued it as in as church people as generational curses, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a, it, demons who are assigned are different than generational curses. Mm -hmm. Because once you become redeemed by the Lord, you are no longer under the curse. That's good. Mm -hmm. And you may still have some experiences that look like things that your family did. But it's not because of a curse. It's because of their assignment and your ability to agree with their assignment. It's, but it's not the curse because the curse has been broken. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that that always is something that is in our minds. That you're not living under a curse. You, you got habits. You got, or you got preferences. He's going to and fro in the earth. Seeking. He's trying to mess us up. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm done, Neil, too. So. Sorry. I'm finished. No, I, I mean, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talking, we listening. That's right. So, um, Erica, actually, you close out. I'm just taking, I'm taking it. Everything. I've enjoyed this. This yeah. has been really good. Lady D. Deborah Dennis, thank you so much for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Um, we'll definitely have you back again because I want to know some more things. Like, just you know, I'm gonna give her, I'm gonna give her a heads up so she can give me a couple of stories about um, Bishop. I didn't say I didn't say they have to be bad, but just oh, some stories okay. about you. I didn't tell you all stories. I was there. No, no, I want to hear from your mom. <laughs> I want to hear from her. I want to hear from your mother and from Archbishop. So oh, I'll we'll, we'll bring both, both of them to right, the table. We'll bring both of them to oh, the okay. table. Okay. Not you. Then you'll be quiet. Oh. And let your mm. parents talk. With about the brothers. With the brothers. Oh, we need the brothers. brothers. What are you trying to do? Just we're just talking. Enjoy couch conversations right. with Bishop G. <laughs> yeah. And family. And family. <laughs> the people want to know. Give the people what they want. Yes, Remember? Yes, no, yes. but it's been a good time. It has. It has been a great conversation. Again, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's, happy Mother's Day. Day. Every mother, uh, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your families, enjoy your children. Um, Lady D, I, again, I really appreciate your conversation and your yes. candor and your, um, you know, just being straightforward tonight. I really appreciate that. Uh, we thank you all for joining us. Mm -hmm. Again, remember to follow Bishop G on all the social media platforms. He has Instagram. He has Twitter. He has Facebook. He has a YouTube channel. Um, he just, you know, he just... 
Oh, don't, even, don't even. Don't I mean, even. he real fancy out yeah, here, okay? Yeah. Uh, he and y'all did all of it. Don't play with me. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, right. go ahead. you know, mm. give me my flowers, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, follow us on, on his YouTube channel as well. Um, the podcast is on Anchor. Um, Apple. Spotify, Apple. And so, yes, send us questions. We only have one more episode in this season, yes. actually. It's been a been a nice journey, but we'll be right back here on the third Thursday of this month. You got mm-hmm. any closing remarks? This love you. Good. Happy Mother's love Day. Y'all. Happy. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed that episode of Couch Conversation. It definitely was a special episode. Um, we are always elated to have special guests, but this particular guest was very special in that it it is the mother of our host, um, Bishop G. So we had to bring Lady Deborah Dennis on board to be a part of our roundtable. Um, believe you me, you take time to listen to um, the motherly advice, the godly wisdom that was shared um, by this woman of God. And um, you will understand exactly why we wanted her at the table. We appreciate you, um, Lady Deborah Dennis, for taking our time to be a part of the conversation. And um, we just hope that the audience will um, ascertain as much life as we did on that particular night. Um, To all of our listening audience, thank you for being a part of this virtual family. We are very appreciative of your support and just you being there with us um, through this whole process. Hey, we have one more episode to go um, in season two. So we just want you guys to um, continue to share Spread the word. Couch conversation is actually a thing we wanted to trend um, because we believe as we continue to go and do and be a part of uh, what is in the heart of Bishop um, Bishop Dennis, um, that first of all, God will bless it, but it will begin to just um, advance his kingdom and um, we will um, continue to reach the hearts and the ears of individuals who may not ever make it to a church building. So, yeah, I'm going to sign off again. We have one more episode to go, um, and we hope that you guys will join us, whether you join us via Facebook, YouTube, or you wait for us to upload the podcast um, conversation. Uh, Thank you all for being a part. Have a blessed, blessed week. Enjoy your mother and and or mother figures. Um, Be blessed, and we will see you in two weeks.